Okay, hi everyone, I'm Julia Gray. I'm a senior at Stowe this year, and I'm excited to be here today. Um, one thing I need to mention is I'm a little nervous, so I'm gonna do my best, but I'm gonna start with prayer. So, dear God, uh, thank you for bringing us together tonight uh, to just have fun together and learn about you. Um, please uh, speak to everyone and let them hear you. Um, let them not hear me talking, but you. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So, for the next couple weeks, um, we're gonna be talking about women of the Bible. Um, many of the women in the Bible were not named. They were either referred to as a man's wife or um, just unnamed altogether. So this was because culturally women were viewed as less than men. Um, however, God does not view women this way. So he loves women and wants to use them for the kingdom of heaven just like he does men. So in these messages, um, it shows the importance of women in the Bible and how God can use them as part of his plan. So these messages still apply to guys as well. Um, just like many of the stories in the Bible are about men, that they also apply to everyone. These stories about women also apply. So God loves you and wants to use you um, to further the kingdom regardless of your gender. So imagine you are an outcast in society. You're a woman in biblical times. Um, you're not seen as equal and you are not able to do the same things that men were able to do in that time. Now imagine you're possessed with demons. You were looked down upon and talked um, about behind your back. You were seen as the least in society. But out of nowhere, someone comes along who loves you and knows you, and they want to have a personal relationship with you and give you purpose. This is the, really, or this is the story of Mary Magdalene. So tonight I'm gonna to be talking about Mary Magdalene, and she is one of the few named women of the Bibles. So Mary Magdalene was a follower of Jesus. Uh, she completely changed her life and dedicated her life to him. Um, even though she's a well-known character in the Bible, there's not actually that much information about her, but there are a few important things that the Bible does tell us. So the first thing that we know is Mary Magdalene, but her name was obviously Mary Magdalene, um, and that she was from Magdala. So Magdalene is not actually her last name, but it is um, a place, so it, uh, Magdala is a place. So Magdalene literally means a woman from Magdala. So Magdala is, um, I have a picture, it's, in present-day Midgal, which is um, on the Sea of Galilee. Um, and we don't know exactly why they include this, um, probably just for context to give us that uh, she is, it was like a prominent fishing town to just give us where she was from. Um, so the next thing that we know about her is that before she met Christ, she was possessed by at least seven demons. So we're gonna talk more about this in a minute, but yeah, so we'll come back to that. Um, and then we also know that Mary was present during Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Um, this shows her dedication to Jesus, um, that she never left him in the end. When many disciples denied and left Jesus, Mary Magdalene was there. So another important thing to note is that Mary Magdalene is mentioned in all four Gospels. This is really cool. She is one character and one of the women who's mentioned um, many times. And then we also, um, need to talk about how Mary Magdalene was the first person to Jesus showed himself to after his resurrection. So that's why she is important because uh, she was the first person to see Jesus alive after he was resurrected. And she's also just a great example of a follower of Jesus. Um, I think she just shows the beauty of the gospel uh, because she just was completely broken, but Jesus came along and completely changed her life. Um, and she just dedicated herself to him. So there's a few things about Mary Magdalene that are like believed, but they're not true. So one of these is that Mary Magdalene was married to Jesus. There's no evidence in the Bible that says this. Um, we also know that Jesus was never married and would never marry his creation. So Mary Magdalene and Jesus were never married. Another one is that 
Mary um, Magdalene was a prostitute. So the Bible doesn't give us tons of information about her before she met Christ, um, other than she was possessed by demons, but we do, uh, we do know that, yeah, she wasn't a prostitute. Um, Mary is often confused with the woman who washed Jesus' feet in Luke 7, um, but that woman was never named, so they're not the same person. So the two things we're going to focus on about Mary is that she was possessed by demons, and she was the first person to see Jesus alive after his resurrection. So the first passage I want to look at is Luke 8, 1 through 3. These verses will help us understand Mary a little more. Um, For context, this passage takes place during Jesus' ministry after he started doing miracles. This passage will introduce many of the miracles and parables Jesus will do. um, And it's really cool to look at that there's many crowds who follow him. um, And I think the women... Uh, they're like help bring in the crowds because normally women wouldn't be allowed to and accepted to be in the crowds, let alone they're many of the people who um, Jesus performed miracles on. So let's read that. So soon afterward, he went through cities and villages proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And 12, the 12 were with him and also some of the women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons were gone out, and Joanna, wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their own means. So I think there's a few important things to pull away from these verses. First is that Mary was one of the women who followed Jesus and just gave to his ministry. Um, She dropped everything to follow him and was very dedicated um, to helping provide for Jesus. So when it says that the women provided out of their own means, um, there's a few ways that this could be interpreted. Um, One of them is that they financially provided by giving them money and possessions um, and helped provide in that way. Um, And the other idea is that they provided for them by being um, the people that Jesus performed miracles on. So when they were just testaments of how Jesus is powerful and loving, so yeah, so my, I think that they're probably in both provided for Jesus' ministry. Um, yeah, so the women not only followed Jesus, but they gave their time and talents um, to help provide for Jesus and his kingdom. And the final thing I want to point out from this passage is um, that Mary Magdalene was possessed by at least seven demons. So we don't know the exact number of how many demons she was possessed by, but um, The Bible does say seven, and this is significant because in the Bible, the number seven um, represents completeness or fullness, and so I think they're trying to tell us that um, Mary was completely taken over by demons, um, that, yeah, so she was completely, they controlled her completely, but then Jesus came and cast out those demons, and he completely flipped her life around. So Jesus loved her so much, he wanted to save her and cast out the demons uh, and adopt her into his family. Mary's transformation, uh, being filled with demons to following Jesus, is kind of symbolic of our relationship when we become Christians. So Mary's life was completely full of demons, and as we are completely full of sin. And then Jesus came along and called her like he calls us. He cast out the demons from her life and did a miracle by doing that. And he performs miracles in our lives by showing us himself in his truth. Um, then Jesus welcomed her with open arms and she dedicated herself to him, and he welcomes us with open arms to surrender ourselves and glorify him. 
So in the show called The Chosen, um, you get to see how Jesus saved Mary Magdalene. We don't know exactly what Jesus said to her or how he saved her, um, but this show does a great job of representing uh, the character of Jesus and what he could have said to her. Mary was completely broken and hopeless without Jesus, um, and when he came along, he saved her. So here's the clip. So in this clip, Jesus is chasing after Mary. Um, how he chases after us and never leaves us. Uh, then Jesus calls Mary Magdalene by name and tells her that he is the Lord, our, our Lord and creator. Uh, he tells her that he loves her and he wants her to be a part of his kingdom. Just like that, Mary, or Jesus also um, calls us and wants to have that personal relationship with us like he did Mary Magdalene. So one important truth we can learn from Jesus and Mary Magdalene's relationship is that Jesus loves everyone, um, even those seen as social outcasts. Mary did not belong in society. She was a woman, and she was possessed with demons. But Mary Magdalene, uh, most likely, Mary Magdalene was most likely would have been avoided and not seen as equal in society. People would have treated her with unkindness and not with respect. However, Jesus loved her and wanted to use her as part of his ministry. Uh, he saved her and invited her into his kingdom. Jesus does the same to us. Jesus loves the outcasts. You may feel like an outcast in society or not worth being loved, but Jesus created you and called you by name. You may think your past and what you've done, you, God could not love you. Um, if you've put things before God or lied or broken the rules or selfish or any th bad things you've done, um, we feel that we're too dirty and messed up to be loved by God. But he wants that personal relationship with us. So will you run into his arms and accept that gift? The other important thing we can learn from Mary Magdalene is her dedication to the Lord. She completely turned her life over and dropped everything to follow him. She is an amazing picture of what it looks like to surrender everything to God. She gave up her money, her time, her talents, and just everything to just follow him. Um, she wanted to provide for Jesus' ministry. She never left him, even when it was got hard in the end when he died and was buried. She did not leave. Uh, it felt like there was no hope, um, but she stayed with Jesus and trusted that he would have things under control and take care of her. When Jesus gives us eternal, um, Jesus has given us eternal life and changed us, we need to surrender our lives to him. Um, Mary gave up everything to serve the Lord with a thankful and worshipful heart. Uh, we need to give up our selfish desires and work to praise God in everything we do. We need to surrender all of ourselves to God out of gratitude. So surrendering ourselves to God could look like putting, uh, going to church above other commitments you have, are not participating in behaviors that your friends are, or just looking for ways to serve others. Um, there are many ways to surrender your life to God. Um, one practical way to do that is just praying a prayer of surrender uh, to God every day, just asking him to use you um, and point others to Christ. So the second passage I want to look at is John 11 through 18. These verses talk about Jesus' resurrection and the interaction between Mary Magdalene and Jesus. So, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They, are, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, Jesus said to him, Sir, I have 
carried, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, and she returned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I am not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and he had, and that he had said these things to her. So in this passage, Mary has come to Jesus' tomb to anoint his body with perfumes. So in biblical times when a person died, it was normal for um, perfumes to be poured on the body because they didn't have embalmment, and uh, so the body would be de- decomposing and smelling. So to prevent this, they would put perfumes on it. Um, this was normally a job of women because it was seen as a, like a bad job, and so because women were viewed as less, they would have these jobs. Um, so Mary was going to anoint Jesus' body, and she found that the stone in front of the tomb was rolled away, and inside that Jesus was not there, and there were two angels in his place. So they asked her why she was crying, and she said that, she was lo- that, they took aw- that someone took away Jesus' body, and she wanted to find it. So she turned around and saw a man who was Jesus, but she thought it was a gardener. Um, so she asked, and he, sorry, he asked him, asked her why uh, she was crying and who she was looking for. Um, and then she figured that he had either taken the body or seen the people who did. So she asked um, him where the body was because she wanted to go get it. Um, and then Jesus calls to her and calls her Mary, and she's overjoyed, and she just falls to her feet and is, falls to his feet and just worships him. She worships him because he's faithful and he fulfilled his promise um, to rise again on the third day. The fact that Jesus calls Mary by name is super cool. It's just a beautiful thing that the creator of the universe and the savior of the world knows Mary's name, my name, and your name. So Jesus goes to tell Mary Magdalene, um, go back to the disciples and tell them that I'm alive and that he's going to meet them soon. So Mary Magdalene is the first tasked with the retelling of the resurrection. Uh, in other Gospels, it says that Mary ran back to the disciples to tell them this. And she was just so excited and ready to share God's good news that she ran there. Um, many of them did not believe her because she was a woman, but they did not let this discourage her, and, they continued to, and she continued to tell others that Jesus was risen and how he changed her life. Um, she wanted to share that Jesus was all-powerful and through his rising from the grave and just how he changed her. She does such a good job of what it looks like to share the gospel with excitement and just want to love others. She praised God and served others by giving them the message of Jesus' resurrection. So all four gospels tell the story a little bit differently, um, but they all say that Mary Magdalene was the first to see Jesus after the resurrection and that she went and told the disciples um, about Jesus, that Jesus was alive. Um, I don't think the specific details matter too much um, other than that they have that Mary Magdalene was um, the first to see Jesus, which is really cool, um, important fact. So God calls us to share his truth with others. Um, he can use anyone's story to bring uh, people to him. No matter if you have a big story with many hardships or a small one that seems normal, God can use you to, impact, to make an impact for his kingdom. Magdalene had a, hard, or had a story with many hardships and trials throughout her life, but God completely changed who she was. Uh, she uh, was who Jesus showed himself first to after his resurrection, and she was able to make a huge impact for the kingdom just by telling others what she had seen. So 
God uses us to bring others to him. He wants us to share our stories um, of complete sin and how Jesus completely flipped our lives around. Uh, as Christians, we're in, we should just be in awe of Jesus and his sacrifice. Um, and out of worship, we are called to share the gospel like Mary Magdalene did. So I know many of us have doubts, like how could God use me or my story? Um, but God can use anyone no matter who you are. Uh, my story is not a big story uh, with many hardships. I grew up in church and I uh, was a people pleaser, so I was just going through the motions trying to be a good person. Um, but as I hit middle school, um, it just kind of clicked that I needed to have a personal relationship with God um, and that it had to be my own. Um, so as that happened, I wanted to um, make the focus of my life not please others and their opinions of me, but rather focusing on God and glorifying him. So this doesn't sound like a big story, um, but God completely changed my life. Um, so I know he can use that story and my actions to um, point others to Christ. So uh, even if you do not have a crazy testimony, uh, the fact that Jesus loved you and saved you is amazing. So don't let that scare you away from not having, not having a good story to tell from sharing your testimony. Mary Magdalene and any Christian story is a way to show others the gospel. Mary was literally the first person to retell um, the good news of Jesus' resurrection to others and is a great example of how we should share the gospel um, and how he has changed our lives. Mary Magdalene's life um, is a testament of how the, of what the gospel is, that he loved and saved her even though we are broken and messy. God will use all of our stories no matter if they are big or small. We need to share the good news with others as Mary ran to the disciples to tell them the good news. So Mary Magdalene was a woman who was completely taken over by demons. Uh, Jesus came along and completely changed her life. He loved her even though she was an outcast. Uh, she dedicated herself to him in serving the kingdom of God. Um, she was there when Jesus died and was buried and resurrected, and she was the first when he was resurrected. She was so overjoyed um, that she ran to tell the good news to the disciples um, and was able to spread the truth of God's love to others by telling them what she had seen and that how he changed her life. So Mary Magdalene is such a good example of what it looks like to be a follower of Christ and to dedicate your life to Christ. So here are a few things we need to take away um, from Mary Magdalene. First is that Jesus loves us. No matter who you are or what you've done, he will always love you. Um, the second is that she, how she dedicated her life to Christ and serving him. She provided for his ministry um, and just gave everything she had. So we need to surrender ourselves to Christ and be ready, willing and ready to use, be used for his kingdom. Uh, God used Mary Magdalene to tell the good news of the gospel of, to the disciples. Uh, we can use our stories of how God changed us, just like Mary Magdalene did to impact others and point them to Jesus. Let's pray. So dear God, thank you for just letting us be able to come here today. Um, you're an amazing and loving God who wants to have a relationship with us. Um, we're broken and messy people, but you keep loving us and chasing after us. Uh, thank you for everything you do in our lives and will do. Please use us for your, your kingdom. Uh, we want to surrender all of ourselves to you and be a light for you today. Uh, we love you. Amen.